Good morning, role players. Can you all hear me out there? Good. Let's get into it. This is In and Out of Character, a podcast about role playing and role players. Hi, everybody. Welcome to In and Out of Character. I am Mr. Island, and I bring people onto this podcast to talk to them about role playing. That is what this is. This is a podcast about role playing and MMOs and tabletops and LARPing. It doesn't matter. I just like role playing, and I like to bring guests on to this podcast. Uh, now with video form uh, through a very, very cheap webcam that I found at Walmart uh, for 30 bucks. So take that for a will. Uh, but yeah, I bring people into this podcast just to talk to them about role playing. Uh, and today I am here with Disco Tech Priest, who I have known for uh, God knows how, how long have I known you over a year? Been, uh, yeah, like a little over a year, a year and a month or so. This is my child. Hey. That, is, that is my baby. <laughs> who? Hey, hey, hey. Who should get back up on the bed and let daddy do the thing? I knew this was going to happen at some point. <laughs> JJ, hey, go back on the bed. Gaga. Go, 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 go. Go back on the bed. <laughs> Jaden. <laughs> hey, on the bed or at the table. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> uh, but I am with. <laughs> With Disco Tech Breeze, who I have known for a very long time, who I met through Elder Scrolls Online. Um, some, it has got to be a year now, at least mm-hmm. a year since you and I have met. Yeah, I joined uh, the guild on ESO in, yeah, like just before Christmas uh, last December. Now that yeah. December passed, but before, you know, 2019, 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I have definitely known you for over a year. And Disco is a wonderful role player when it comes to MMOs. Um, absolutely thrilled to roleplay with them. So, Disco, please introduce yourself for everybody. Well, as you've all already heard, uh, I'm Disco Tech Priest. I go by many names online. Uh, those who know me most are uh, the folks on ESO who know me as there are just my tongue's all tied now. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Tongue. Uh, my tongue is not sugary, I'll tell you that much right now, apparently. Um, I have been role-playing in many different forms and formats for many years, since whew, 2006, give or take. Whether it's been on online forums, uh, chat rooms, MMOs. I did a, I did a couple years of uh, LARPing back when I was living in Ottawa. And yeah, plenty of tabletop RPGs. Plenty of tabletop RPGs. Lots of D&D. Started off with a Pathfinder campaign. And currently working on a Warhammer Dark Heresy campaign with a few friends. So getting that set mm-hmm. up is fun and a half. It's, it's, it's the fun part of any tabletop campaign is the setup and getting it going and getting the scheduling done. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. It's a pleasure to meet you all. It is a pleasure to meet you, man. Uh, I don't know why I just said that. I've met you for a very long time now. Uh, that was weird. That's like when a waitress or a waiter brings you food at a restaurant and say enjoy and you say thanks you too well you have the uh, excuse of being the proxy for our listeners so that's true that's they true that's that's what i do <laughs> we met like uh like like you said through eso you are currently doing a warhammer 40k currently campaign. prepping for it yep hadn't right. started yet i've got I've just finished getting the players together we're working on scheduling 
looking mm-hmm. at probably mid-February before we actually get our session zero started, but mm-hmm. life right. and everything going on. Hey, hey. Um, so tell tell me in the audience, like pretend I don't know Jack Dilly Squad about you. Tell me just about yourself. It doesn't have to be about role playing. It just has to be about you, like who you are and, and the things you like to do as a person. Whew, well, uh, that's probably the hardest question to ask me because I never know how to answer it. Honestly, I I am who I am. That's probably the best way for me to describe it. Um, are you are? Yeah, like um, I've been role playing for many many years. It has been a core of me being me for a long time. Whether it's been open public role play on like on, like forums, uh, MMOs, LARPing back in Ottawa, like I, I said earlier, or um, uh, private RP with uh, mm-hmm. friends and uh, those close to me. Uh, I actually met my first wife through uh, role-playing, and that became a, a state of part of our relationship for as long as it lasted. Mm-hmm. So like for me, being a role-player is who I am in a lot of ways. And I know a lot of people think, oh, that's like an escapism, or and it can be, but I see it more as a way to kind of express the parts of you that you can't really show openly, or don't mm-hmm. feel like you can show openly, and yeah, that's that's me. I am a career role player in everything but the paycheck, essentially. Let me. Okay, I want to ask you this: You're at a party, all right? You're at a party. We've never met, but I come up to you and I and I just I grasp your shoulders, and immediately you know we're friends. And I ask you, what was the day you learned about role playing, and like, what was the day that you understood what role play to you was? Why I put us at a party? There's no, there's no reason. I just, I just did it. The day it clicked for me, uh, I wouldn't say it was the the day I started role playing because I started role playing fairly young, and it's one of those things like you know, everyone's a role player, mm-hmm. and since the day we're kids, ninety mm-hmm. percent we, we... of our yeah ninety percent of our childhood is playing pretend. Right, you know, getting a mm-hmm. stacking a bunch of cardboard boxes and a few packing tubes and hitting each other, going, "I'm the I'm the white knight." No, I'm the good guy. You know, like I'm Darth Vader, you're Luke Skywalker. You know, th- that's how we explore the world around us as kids. And for me, it didn't really click as role playing as its own thing until uh, I was say junior high, and I got involved in it. It was my first role playing community that I got involved in was a role-playing guild on Gaia online back when that was still a, back when that was still a big thing. It's still a thing, but it's, you know, not as big as it used to be, but that was back in like, you know, the early, like late two thousands, early 2010s junior high and um, getting involved in that community, that role-playing guild where it was a lot of people with a focused theme and storyline before I joined. They've been doing this for a couple of years before I got involved with it. Mm-hmm. And getting involved in that community and seeing both the in-character and out-of-character interactions and how it was all revolved around this shared story they were building together day-to-day, post-by-post. And that's when it really clicked that this is a thing that I actively enjoy doing. This is what I am looking for when I get involved with role-playing stories, mm-hmm. whether it's an online thread or, again, you know, 
you know, playing pretend in the, on the playground. Th- that was what I was looking for, that sense of community and shared storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's what it really clicked for me was then. That was the that was the moment you were like, yes, this this is what I want to do, like as yeah. a as a hobby and as a as a just a thing of enjoyment, which I guess a hobby is, unless yeah, you don't exactly. enjoy your hobby. Like, this is like this is what I want to spend my time doing. This is mm-hmm. what I find fun and engaging. Right. I don't know when I discovered role playing. Wait, no. Wait. Eh, when when did I discover? It? Oh my god, I I've forgotten. I forgot. I've forgotten the day role playing found me. I'm pretty sure it was in a dark alleyway, and it's just been so traumatic. I've blocked it out of my mind. You're standing in a dark alleyway. You hear the sound of rolling dice somewhere in the background. <laughs> just, just, just in the distance, I hear initiative. Yes. <laughs> Roll for initiative. And I'm like, oh god, what does that mean? How do you want to do this? Oh god, I'm the NPC. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, but. Gaia Online, which is a is a really cool place to kind of learn about role playing, um, because I remember people doing role playing, and I remember at one point they introduced, uh, it was like it was like dress them up for the longest time, and then they introduced the 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 actual game mechanic. Yeah, like they it was started like building. Like, they tried to make it an MMO, but didn't quite pan out. But they had a lot of the framework there. They had the the big open space for a while, and. You could get your avatar in there and run the players. I remember there were a few like spot attempts to get role playing started in there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember that. We talked a little bit about your introduction to role playing, which was Gaia. What did you do after Gaia? Like, um, like what was your what was your what was the process of you going from Gaia? Which again, if there are any Gaia role players out there, awesome. To a more mainstream i guess main yeah it. i don't want to well i don't want to call it mainstream but a more well, structured guy's popularity did kind of fade off after a while and for me it was the demographic changed mm-hmm. and the demographic that gaia was around and a lot of the players there i kind of grew out of gaia mm-hmm. and that there's still i still have a good community i still have a few friends from the old days that i actually found again i kind of went back and checked it out but some of the old guard are still there but it's you know the demographic has shifted and what gaia marks itself as wasn't my demographic anymore mm-hmm. and and also at that time my cousin kyle had gotten me started on world of warcraft which uh, <laughs> thanks kyle um both sincerely and haha. So that was actually back. Um, I, I my first delve into World of Warcraft was back during Burning Crusade, mm-hmm. and then I got back into it myself during the very the last couple of months of Wrath of the Lich King, like just before uh, Cataclysm launched, and that's where I joined my first gaming guild. Because mm-hmm. for that time, like I've been playing solo. Um, me, and my brother tried playing for a while. He fell off because he his interests were elsewhere. Uh, my cousin Kyle had stopped playing because of life situations, so I was playing solo for the time. And my first server was a PvP server. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was a my, mine was a role play PvP server. Yeah, uh, straight straight PvP. And I the reason I fell off during Burning Crusade was because the PvP server it was my first MMO, and constantly getting ganked, trying to level up in quests, got real tired. So I just dropped the game completely. Um, I had hopped over onto The Sims Online, of all places. That was my MMO fix for a while. And Sim- I rolled- Sims Online? 
The Sims Online. Yep. I um, I'll be honest. I don't know shit about The Sims. The Excuse servers, my language. The servers shut down for Sims Online like ten years ago. Ooh. Uh, because EA. But um, so I had gone from Burning Crusade PvP server to The Sims Online, and I had role played a little bit there. They didn't really have a big role playing community. It was very more progression focused. Mm-hmm. But there was a role playing community there, and so I role played a bit on The Sims Online. Then I went back to World of Warcraft, and that's when I just at that point I was no longer like, oh, I'm joining the server my cousin plays on to join his guild and you know play with him. It was I'm playing the game for myself now. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had been I had really gotten the hang of role playing and you know they but role playing in an actual MMO like a proper MMO, which Sims Online was not, mm-hmm. uh, was a new experience and. Most of my role-playing on World of Warcraft was open-world RP, which I still love to this day. It's fantastic. Right. Just walking around, getting in, like, most of the, of the early days was just walking around the capital cities and watching people interact, kind of getting a feel for it, and then every so often jumping in and going, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then when I, I was playing Alliance at the time, and I joined a guild that wanted me to do progression content with them on my mm-hmm. shaman, which is my main. So they pulled me on as a healer. I had never done endgame content before. I had been a solo role player, so now I'm actually leveling up, getting geared, doing heroic dungeons and shit, learning how to heal through this entire process for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I had created a character on Horde's side to see what Horde RP was like. Right. And I joined up a guild there who were a strict role-playing guild. They didn't really do progression content. But eventually, one of the guilds they were friends with, who did do progression, said, hey, we need a healer. Anyone interested? Like, I do heroic healing on my alliance to my shaman. Oh, great, mm-hmm. Kia, come over. Like, oh, it's uh, alliance side. We'll pay for a server. We'll pay for a faction transfer for you if you want to come over. Okay. Right. <laughs> so instead of having me level a new character on Horde side for progression, they actually paid to have, they paid me to uh, do the tra- faction transfer. And I had to talk to the guild, my alliance guild, say, hey, guys, I know you spent all this time getting me gear, but deuces. So uh, that kind of got me in there. And that's when my role-playing, like, I actually got good at role-playing with under the guidance of the horror role-playing guild I joined, uh, Revolution. Mm-hmm. Fantastic group of people. And uh, yeah, from there, that's when I really, really got into MMO role-playing and mm-hmm. where I really got good at it. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you said that you love open world role playing a, a lot. Is there any other role playing besides for? Well, first off, let's go ahead and and undo this for the audience and for the listeners. What is open world role playing to you? What is what is that for you? So open world role playing is essentially the idea that you're it it it's focuses it's more of a MMO thing for natural reasons. It'll be easy to understand where. You are in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that happens around you with other players and the characters, that is all happening in what we call canon, which is you know the actual storyline. Right. So if you're sitting on a bench, I'll use it wow because it's the one I've most experienced with here. If you're sitting on a bench in the fountain of the cathedral district mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there emoting that you're you know reading a book or something, and you see a death knight run past and start arguing with a mage, two players, by the way, mm-hmm. 
they're arguing that is actually happening in the world. It'd be the same if you're sitting in the food court at the mall and you hear two people arguing. That's an actual event that is actually happening. You have no control over it, mm-hmm. but that's life. That's And so open world role play is the idea that whatever happens in the open world is actually happening. And it is just life, both good and bad. If mm-hmm. you're walking down the street near the canal district in Storwind and you see a bunch of people run past yelling, stop thief, you have the option to stand aside and go, oh, wow, that's a thing. Or you can join the manhunt to, tr- to try and catch a thief. Or you can jump in and try and distract the uh, guard, the players who are acting as the guards and, let, and try and help the thief get away. You can do whatever you want, and that actually happens. Of course, there are etiquette considerations, and you know that. Right. But for the most part, as long as you're not being actively disruptive and you're playing along with the scene, essentially, anything can happen in role play. You can meet oh, God, anyone, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's sort of the great. That's that's open world role play. I have had probably some of my favorite experiences through open world role playing. Like you said, just role playing out in the open world where almost anything can happen. And you, like you said, there are a lot of etiquette problems. What is, or not etiquette problems, but there's a lot of etiquette to consider when you're role playing open world. Because open world role play in this instance is different from uh, closed role playing, where closed role playing happens tends to be within a group of people, whether it be a guild, a clique of people, et cetera, so on and so forth. And uh, like one guild might be like, hey, we are strictly lore-abiding, but you can't expect everybody to be lore-abiding in open world. They just... I think I saw a, vul- a Vulpera... Is that, how, do you, how do you say that? Little fox people. Vulpera, in... yeah. Vulpera? Okay. Yep. There was a Vulpera vampire... And I didn't question it because while vampires kind of exist in World of Warcraft, they they do exist in World of Warcraft. That's not a, it, but yeah. they're not they're like very specifically a certain thing. They're, they're elves. Who have been, yes, yeah, yeah. Their their own thing is what I'm trying to say. Um, I didn't question it because I just went ahead and said this is a character that I'm going to assume sucks something from somebody somehow and i'm going to just leave it at that it's world of warcraft it's it's high fantasy i'm it is what it is Mm -hmm. and while that might not be exactly lore abiding it is still acceptable in open world yeah Yeah. it it it, but it's man open world role-playing can be tricky at times right because i've had times where i've come into an open world role-play um again let's use eso as an example i've gone into um or even world of warcraft and um, I'm playing a character who's very out there, and they can come off like way too strong. Mm-hmm. Or my, I might paragraph something to nobody in particular to, to give them a opening, but I do not know if my hook, my roleplay hook, is going to lead to a good thing and a bad thing until the character approaches my character. Exactly. And they start doing the shenanigans, whether that be, like you said, uh, I don't know, stealing some cabbages. Could be a, uh, could be a uh, polite discussion about local politics over a cup uh, of coffee, or it could be the equivalent of some crazy homeless guy walking up here to the street. You want to buy a toenail? You want to buy a toenail? Which I've had happen in roleplay before. It's been it's been interesting. <laughs> but there it was a gnome. Open world RP, you know? 
Yeah, there was a gnome, and I got, oh god, I wish I could remember the, this character's name, but it was like it was such a fun experience at the time where this um in World of Warcraft you can have this add-on called a total roleplay. Yeah, is that is, is TRP total roleplay? Uh, right. Yeah, I had a really good conversation with someone about that recently, actually. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. But <laughs> this gnome was a is just a gnome thief, right? And they would just go around stealing things, but they would be like. They would they would say it in an open emote, right? Um, not using uh, a way to describe someone speaking, but it, just like the actions, they would they would display it. Everybody can see that they're just stealing stuff, but they're stealing really simple things like spoons, the testlets <laughs> of your shoes. Yep. And that they would just walk around just stealing tiny things, and it was so funny because when people do that, I love them so much. Uh, when when they do that, they give you an opportunity for role play. You just have to take it. God, I love open world role play in yes. MMOs so much, but it's, it can be just such a gamble sometimes because yep. you might get that one person who thinks they who wants to role play the uh, illegitimate love child of Arthas and Thrall. You know, who's oh, also God, a yeah. Oh God, yes, Uh yes. Which we can't say anything about dragon role players anymore because the drag theory thing now. So we're yes. all dragon role players now, baby. I uh, so I'll be honest. I was a dragon role player before dragon. Uh, before, you know what? Uh, so was Wicked, uh, who yep. we've had on this role, who we've had on this podcast before. And I, I, I've, I always thought that dragon role, like role playing a dragon. Which, if you're not familiar with this, listeners. Role-playing a dragon can be something of a stigma in some role-playing groups because dragons are very powerful creatures in mostly all media, like most all media. Yes, Even, yeah. especially in World of Warcraft, they, they are extreme. They are the as the literally the aspects of the fundamental mechanics of the world you're living in. Mm -hmm. Like so you have you have a. Um, I'm not going to say a flight because they might not understand that they have a group of dragons that control time. They have a group of dragons that can, that are very deep in magic. And you have a group of dragons that are all about life. And yeah, I forget what the black was. Yeah. Life uh, itself. The, the, and I forget. the black dragon flight is earth. Like they are the guardians of the physical world. Right. Yes. Yes. That's stop. right. That's, that's the reason why the drag here were a thing. And like that's a big thing. Like again, you said there was a, there's a bit of a stigma because it's really easy to badly play a dragon mm -hmm. character because it's or, so easy to fall into that power fantasy of like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm an all powerful dragon, you know, nothing can hurt me. Which is uh, for those not initiated with role play, is uh, a term called god modding, where mm -hmm. you are basically taking full control, not allowing anything to happen to your character, and basically you're you're not playing as part of the scene, you're narrating the scene, and that's not fun for the other people involved with you. Mm -hmm. And I'll admit, it is hard to play a dragon as someone who has played a bronze dragon, which are the ones who are the time lords, essentially. Yes, yes, I know that you're Dragthir, yep. which is like this dragon people in World of Warcraft. Yep. Um, they, uh, your dragon, your Drekthir in particular is from yep. the bronze dragonflight, yep. which again, for the audience out there is the dragonflight that is most involved with like time magic. Yeah. They can see time. They can travel through time. They can peer, they can physically reach into the street, the time streams and, you know, experience events as they happen. 
And so playing a dragon like for me, the allure, the allure of playing a character like that is that power fantasy and the tr- this challenge of doing it well to the point where the people you're playing with are still having fun. And that's I think it's kind of like the, the masochistic mind of the dungeon master, essentially, where you're doing that 24-7 as a DM when you're doing Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. But with Kayla Thormu, for example, I think the hook for any character like that, whether it's a dragon, whether you're playing a demon character or any creature or being that is exceptionally powerful is not to put the limits on your power, it's how you use that and mm-hmm. present that in the roleplay. Mm-hmm. Kayla Thornbu, for example, can see through various timelines, but that doesn't give him foresight. He can't see the future. He sees all futures. Right. And that gets really tricky when he meets someone and he will, if you someone walks up to him and says, oh, hello, how are you doing? Oh, you're a bronze dragonfly. He will stop in the middle of the conversation and go, I have a question. Is this the you where you jumped off that cliff as a kid into that pool of water? Or is this the you where you uh, shot that guy in the back? Neither? <laughs> okay, okay, we're good. Or he'll randomly, he'll randomly end a conversation by, oh, word of advice, if you meet this person, don't do this. Or if you see this sign, don't do this. And he'll just walk away. And even if, he never, even if I never meet that player again, mm-hmm. I have left an impression on that player of this dragon just told me, hey, by the way, if you see this, don't do this, and left. No explanation, <laughs> no thing. And that player, they can do whatever they want with that. I'm, I'm not in the scene. They can mm. have that, that yeah. pr- prophecy be a thing that actually happens to the character if they want to, or they can have it never happen. It's just, oh, Caleb saw the future wrong. He saw a different timeline. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing, sorry about the tangent I went off on, but like for dragon players, like or any powerful being you're role-playing as find mm. fun ways to you know manifest the power without being all powerful be a gandalf not a saruman right be mr i arrive at precisely what i mean to <laughs> i'm not late <laughs> be that guy <laughs> i um, uh, i really okay so i i appreciate that so much in a character that because what you're doing in open world is you're giving people the the like the choice to proceed further down a rabbit hole if they want to. You're not being a you're not being overpowered. Exactly. I was, I was going to use less flattering words, but I decided against that. Uh, so you're you're that's the and I guess that's the biggest. I'm not going to say the biggest difference between open and closed role playing, mm-hmm. but it's one of the biggest factors because in closed role playing, yeah. you guys can come to an agreement beforehand. And exactly. an open in an open role playing, there's no reason in MMOs why you can't just whisper the other person and saying, "Hey, I want to do this." But nine times out of ten, most I'm gonna say eight times out of ten, actually, um, most open role playing just happens when one character steps up to a bar where there's another character, and then that character looks over and goes, "Hey, what's your damn story?" Exactly, and that's where the fun comes in because then your story becomes part of their story. Mm-hmm. And you know, that you... could that can lead into friendships. That can lead into that can lead into wonderful role playing drama. Yeah, it can lead into just great connections all around if you can let that happen. But it could it could also burn you. Yeah. I'm not gonna and, lie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's the thing with role playing in general is. 
I will say that like, there are pros and cons to different styles of roleplay, and with open world roleplay, that is the thing: is that the fun part is you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, but on the other hand, you never know what you're gonna get, and that that double-edged sword is both the fun and the fault of that way of roleplaying. Is like you could meet someone who hit it off with, and and you could find ways to kind of bring the stories together, or just by circumstance, you find out that your two characters have very similar stories, and are like, "Oh, you were here during this battle. Well, so was I." What you know is like I've had I, one of my other characters, Phineas. Um, he's a worgen, a werewolf person who joined up with the Stormwind military, and since Cataclysm, he's been a character since Cataclysm through several expansions, and that military force that he's in character joined has been involved in major events so every so often uh he'll run into another seventh legion individual and it's like oh and just i'll just say oh hey corporal how you doing and then they'll see again using the trp that add-on they'll see like oh i'm wearing a seventh legion badge like oh hey commander how you doing and just that little those little things that even if it's just like in passing, like they'll walk past each other, give a nod of acknowledgement, and walk on. Mm-hmm. You know, there won't be a word shared, but that one moment, you're part of their story, they're part of your story, and whatever happens, happens. Right. You as the player and them, you both can decide on your own whether you want to keep that as a part of the story and acknowledge it further down the line, or just conveniently ignore it ever happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the big uh, health things for role players is a lot of role players, especially newer ones, don't realize they can just go, I'm going to take this large section that happened in character and pretend it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You have that power. And I've seen a lot of players get burned because they forget that's an option or Mm -hmm. don't realize that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where if like something really crazy happened, where somebody brought something really sensitive up or something that could be potentially triggering. Um, or there was out-of-character drama, which happens. Which does happen. I mean, like, like in-game, role, in-game drama is great for role-playing. Out-of-game out drama is the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I'm going to pause you for a second. I'm going to pause all of this for a second. We can come back to this minute. But now we're going to do something that I forgot to do the last time. We recorded, and that is the question of the week. Because I meant to make you help me read these damn names, and I completely forgot it. <laughs> so every so every week, what we're doing every week is I have uh, the the guest come up with a question of the week, and then the next, and then everybody in our Discord channel can answer that question of the week up until the next time I do my recording, and then that that my new guest must answer or like must help me go through these answers and and then they get to pick one at the end of the show so you know what fun and right. i this was one of the reasons why i uh i wanted to redo this so uh if you come over to our fancy fancy schmancy discord channel that's been recently boosted uh and go over to the question of the week tab, which you guys can join in the show notes or the the tab below, wherever it is. Do it. It's a really good Discord. Oh, God, I would. It is a nice Discord. I love everybody in our Discord. It's a great community. Anyways, all right. So the question of the week, which was, what is your character's name? 
and I am horrible at pronunciations. So, uh, if you won't, if you don't mind joining me, let's go to this tab. Go to the very top. I've got oh, the first man. one. I'm, it's it's Varane Montblanc. 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 Varane Montblanc. Varane Varane Montblanc. 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 The T is silent. So is the C. Montblanc. Okay. Okay. All right. That was one. And can you can you read this next one? Uh, Makaziri. Ma Ma Makish. Oh no! Makaziri. 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 It's M A apostrophe K H I Z I R I. I'm gonna make sure to leave all of these characters' names in uh, it, like in the description or in the show notes. She does have and... a lovely pronunciation guide right under there. Oh, she does. She does. Ma Makaziri. Yes, Makaziri. All right. Can you say? Can you say this next one right here? Darshiva Softpaws. Dar Darshiva. Soft paws. I can. I, I know soft paws, but Darshiva. Darshiva. Yep. Oh God! And underneath this, our very own disco tech priest here. Shall I go through the list? So go through the list. Wait, no. Let me try. Let me try first, and then you can correct me. Okay. Means, let's hear it. All right. All right. So the first one I've gotten here is okay. Of course, Dartambe Sugar Tongue. The, yep. Then I have Kalik Kalik Shinjari. Pretty good, yep. Pretty close. Zan Zanjul Two Tribes. Yep. What is that? What is it? Hold on, no. Let me let me try to guess this character. Is this a Star Wars character? No. No. Is it a World of Warcraft character? Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes. Is it a troll? Yes. Oh, I I knew it. I knew it. That's that was my first pick, and I didn't go with it. Alright, then we have Alexi Valdun. Correct? Yep. Oh god. Oh god. Oh good, no! Doing good so far. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this looks horrible. This one's oh. tricky. Did you did you just did you just put your like all five fingers on the board and just press a couple of times? So fun fact: every character name I use is lore accurate for their care for that particular character and their people. Oh I god! I usually go into a deep dive culturally to understand the the character the people of the character I'm creating so they fit properly. Hats off to you, but reading this is giving me an aneurysm. Hold on. <laughs> Ven Venerak Oje Kanath. Venerak Oje Kanath. Yep, yep pretty, that's pretty good. What was that? Pretty good, yep. Okay, uh, how, how is it actually pronounced? Uh, Venerak Oje Kanath. Oh my god, did, oh. did you throw up? Are you uh, okay? Naming standards, you can use the last letter of the, fir the first name, the central name, and then the first letter of the last name for... Kojak, because chess names are extremely difficult to pronounce by anyone other than a chess. So whenever they're interacting with other species, they just abbreviate to the middle part. Oh, so it's Kojak. Okay. Just Kojak, yeah. Every time okay, you talk I to can... someone, it's just hi, I'm Kojak. Unless he's talking to another chess, in which case he will introduce his full name. Oh, oh God. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from that one. I can't look at that word no more. I'm just gonna <laughs> cover that with my hand right quick. All right. So the next one is Vanaste Glaneth. Correct. Uh, Thurus Ellens Yen Hosten. No, no, Thurus Ellens Yen Hosten. Pretty good, yep. Okay. Korgath Crotchgore. Oh, God, Crotchgore. I love that name. <laughs> I love that character. I'm going to rename my child Crotchgore. No, I'm not. 
He hurts sometimes. He just he comes out of the blue and just jumps on me when I'm laying. Oh, it hurts. Anyways, Vordal Stormpint. Storm Stormpint. 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 I knew that, not pint. And then uh, I want to read a couple of more here because I want to make sure I get through a good. Like I want to make sure I get some from everybody. <laughs> we got Isakar Hellrinder. Hell Hellrinder. How would you pronounce that? Uh, see Isakar Hellrinder. Heilrendra. Heilrender? Oh, Heil- man. So, so I gotta... those all sound very German, so Heilrendra. Mm-hmm. I miss Isikar. I really need to go... Ice- Icicar? Yeah, I really miss him. I need to go say hi to him in Final Fantasy sometimes. Um, Aurelio Weber. Let's say Aurelio Weber. Aurelio Weber. It's either Weber or Weber, depending on, you know... Weber? Huh. Again, it depends on if it's German or not. Okay. And then we got Makia. Yep. Mike, Mikea? Mikea, yeah. Okay, and I'm going to let you read this next one. Uh, let's see. Is that one name? Is that one per? Is that one character? Vadira, Kaja- Vadira Kazaka. I'm assuming the J is silent, so Vadira Kazaka. Well, yes, that one. Okay, so that that's what I was looking at this other one on this list. I'm so sorry. It's Faustina Torrentia Aladara Melissa Marcel. Like right above Vada Vada. Oh God! Hold on. How do you how do you say it? How do you pronounce it? Vadia Kazaka. Oh my God! You're like you could probably read that one card from Magic that is like so long it, it covers the uh the the mana cost part. <laughs> and then we got Weaves Webbing, Milo Saltwood, Crowed and Clove, and I think that. Oh my God! We got. We're not gonna go through all of these, but I I do want to do some of these actually you know what no these are the last one two three four five six you know what we're gonna do them anyways can you can you pronounce this top one right here can you pronounce that grill are we looking at the same one skrill tiagaxaru skrilltajaru skrilltajaru oh my god no so i'm gonna skrill tiagaxaru okay tiagaxaru i'm gonna message them skrilltajaru Oh, and then we got Karel. Oh my God! Oh, okay. I I love this person right here, the Wicked Boopers Noodle of the West, who is uh, our Wicked, who has been on this podcast before, is such a fantastic uh, MMO role player. We met open world in World of Warcraft, and they have always had wonderful names, but I've always been afraid to tell them that I don't think I could pronounce any of them. Uh, Carol Arizelli. Carolarizili. Carolarizili. Carolarizili or Carolarizili? Depends on how you pronounce the AE. Okay, the next one is Kalinix. Kalinix. Kalinix? Kalinix. Then we got Val. Okay. Valatharaku. Valatharaku, yep. Valatharaku. Then we got Melanisari. 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 It's like the Sari from. Mass Effect. Hey. Just named Mel, Mel, Melon. Melon. Melon the Asari. It's my new OC. Do not steal. Melon Asari, yep. Um, and then we have, oh man, uh, I've never been good at pronouncing these. Leonaru Rikala. Leonaru, Leonaru, I'd say. Leonaru? Leonaru? Yeah. Leonaru? Ah, well, they get to yell at us in the Discord. Yes. Which you, <laughs> you too can yell at us if you would like to, if you come and join the Discord. Uh, again, I will leave a link to it 
down below. It is always open. There is no money gate to get in. Just come in and talk to us. Anyways, I am. Whew, boy, I am. If I, I am, may, I would like to go through the the mine that you mentioned because you were very close on some of them. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay, so no go back to yours real quick. So starting from the top, of course, Dartave Sugar Tongue. Uh huh. Very easy. Uh, Kalix Shinjari. Sh- Shinjari. Okay. Yep. Uh, Zanjul Two Tribes. Uh huh. Alexi Valdun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venera Kojak Kanath or Kojak. Uh, okay. Uh, Vadaste Glanath. Uh-huh. Who was a dark elf. Uh-huh. Uh, Thuras Alinsian Haston. Or Shipmaster Thuras Sh- Alinsian Haston. Oh, okay. Uh, fun fact, uh, he was actually a... I'm a writer as well as a role player. They kind of go hand-in-hand, I find, a lot of times. And mm-hmm. the series of st- short stories I write, uh, he is one of the Sabari people. And their naming, the naming convention I made for this, I, I really love this one. Uh, their, give, their first name is their given name, so Thuris. Um, Alins is the name of their mother. Mm-hmm. Their matriarchal society. Uh, Yin is basically of, and mm-hmm. Haston is the name of his clan matriarch. Oh, cool. So he is Thuras, son of Lady of Miss Alins mm-hmm. of the Haston bloodline. Oh, cool. Of course, Korgrath Krochgor. Korgrath Krochgor. And Vordal Stormpint, a strong Ruff. dwarven name for a dragonborn. For a dragonborn. Yep. Uh, his egg was found by a dwarven thane, and he was raised uh, among their people. So right. he is this big, seven-foot-tall white dragon person among a whole city of dwarves. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Well, that is that is the question <laughs> of the week. Uh, you will get to you will get to ask your own question of the week uh, a little bit later. Uh, but I, yeah, I know. So if you haven't thought of one, guess what? You're the you're the first guest to be forced on the spot, and you're also <laughs> the first guest I asked. Because the last one I came up with myself. Wait, did hard I come up with that? I can't remember if I came up with that question or somebody else did. Well, I can tell you now, the hard part is going to be picking one, not coming up with one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> ah. All right. It so me, It was me, Dio. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, gosh, wow. We've, we've already burned through so much time. Uh, so, I guess really quick, is there any uh, topic about role-playing that you generally want to bring up like during this podcast or do we want to just continue having a, a simple conversation? I would say, I think the thing I would want to touch on most uh, as a role-player talking to other role-players mm-hmm. is honestly, I think the idea of role-play etiquette mm-hmm. and the unspoken rules of role-playing. Because oh, when, when, beca- when you're first starting off as a role-player, whether you're coming in as a preteen kid in junior high spending his lunch hours in the school's computer room mm-hmm. or you're you know in your 20s or 30s playing Dungeons and Dragons because you watched a few episodes of Critical Role and really want to see what the fuss is about there are these unspoken rules that aren't really written down anywhere unless you really go looking for them mm-hmm. it's it's like oh, hold on one second you okay JJ what's wrong you so sad what you want to you want a treat what treat do you want chocolate are you bribing me right now? <laughs> Are you bribing me on camera? Is it working? Are you going to throw a fit if I don't give you candy? Oh, God. All right. Hold on. Uh, we got a timeout. Hello, listeners. Today's episode of uh, Role Playing Podcast is brought to you by fatherhood. Fatherhood. It's a wonderful thing most of the time. 
Oh, that's probably going to happen once an episode. <laughs> Welcome back, Hair Island. <laughs> Yay! All right, I'm so sorry. Where were we at? I was talking about the uh, the unspoken rules of role playing, and just not say rules, but like the the little bits of etiquette that everyone is kind of half expected and half hopes to abide by. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of things are very basic, like you know, don't be a dick. Right, don't be um, a dick. Um, uh, try not to metagame is a big one. Um, yeah, metagaming, for those who don't know, is basically using out-of-character knowledge to mm-hmm. influence what your in-character decisions are. Because mm-hmm. what you know versus what your character knows are two very different things, most of the time. Now, let me ask you a, sort of an important question of distinction, just to be safe. Um, are we talking about MMO role-playing? Are we talking about role-playing between MMO role-playing and tabletop role-playing using your... Uh, using your example from earlier there are differences in each but there are a mm-hmm. lot of similarities between the two um again like you know don't be a dick uh no metagaming uh let everyone have their scene is another right. idea mm-hmm. like you can get involved in a scene but don't try and jump in and hog the spotlight if there is a scene in progress going on whether you're being whether you're tabletop role playing or being an online role player it's not you're not you're not being smart you're making you're souring the mood for everyone involved you know it, it's, it's it's okay to get involved in active role play that's going on most role players will welcome involvement if not you will be you know said hey, hey this is a private event in which case you know just say be polite just say oh sorry didn't mean to intrude move on but again, if you see role play out in the open world, you know don't be afraid to approach and ask, like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like in character, or whisper someone whether you're in game for if you're doing MMO role play. Don't be afraid to whisper someone at, or use the in game tell and say, "Hey, what's going on? Is this an open event? Is it closed?" If you're not sure, or if you feel confident, you can just walk up and get involved with the scene playing out. Um, for tabletop role playing. It's a bit easier to manage, I find, because you're all sitting around the same table, whether you're doing it online or not. You're it's a much smaller group and you're it's a bit more personal and it's a lot easier to go, hey, dude, come on. Yeah. <laughs> because I think know, I think the general unspoken rules are more or less more or less can be phrased in don't be a dick, right? Part one. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick, please. Two Understand the difference between you and your character. Yep. I think in character, out of character distinction is very important. Right, yeah. And um our next guest actually and I uh are probably gonna talk a lot about that. Uh because that was one of the things that we talked about the last time we recorded. Um uh, but yeah, in and out of ca- your character is not the same thing as you, and you are not exactly. your character. So try to understand that if it's happening to your character, that isn't a malicious intent against you as a person. And it's just, there, yep. and there is a difference between a character being an asshole and being an asshole in character. Mm-hmm. Like, because like the first one is, uh, I'm actually gonna use one of my one of my old characters, um, uh, Rogoth. Uh, mm-hmm. He was uh, Kalex Shinjari from their little question of the week there as a Sith Lord, and Rogoth was his apprentice. I played mm-hmm. both characters. Rogoth was an absolute monster, a total asshole, just not a good person, but he was mm-hmm. fun to play with because of that. Mm-hmm. But then you have being an asshole in character where you're being disruptive and playing it off as, oh, it's what my character would do, 
that's a mm-hmm. common joke that's a common meme you'll hear a lot when it comes to tabletop role playing is doing something that gets that hurts the party dynamic or hurts the experience for everyone else and then just going oh it's what a character would do mm-hmm. that's being an asshole in character right You're using your character to mask your own assholishness right yeah yes that's that's another thing please don't just i guess this i guess this goes underneath the first rule which is don't be a dick please mm-hmm. in general yeah. um please don't be a, a griefer uh like that is it's like when people are role-playing in an mmo especially yep because mmo role-playing is definitely different from tabletop role-playing where tabletop is more in person and more combat oriented more or less if you're talking about D D, um which is skills around a are you okay oh my my child just bottle flipped that's weird um hey take this up there hey take this up there watch your show and give daddy some time okay what do you need help with it, it's it's a bottle here let me help you let me have it you're welcome <laughs> oh don't close it i just opened it for you here here take it and hey take it and go take it and go i love you he doesn't even care now <laughs> dad dad did what he wanted so anyways <laughs> But yeah, like everybody, the, the difference between uh, a, a big difference between tabletop and MMO role playing is most of the time, a, go, a good chunk of the time, role playing is done through emotions and conversations, not combat. Right. And when uh, you bring in uh, emotions and conversations, just you have got to understand how to be polite and nice to others yeah and and not be one of those people who uh, walks up and just just stabs you just you wouldn't do that kind of shit in real life so why would it be appropriate to do it in character in game you know yeah that's the whole point again that's like i said earlier the whole point Mm -hmm. of role playing especially open world in, in an mmo is anything can happen you're living in the world that you find yourself in in game and sure, yeah, you're playing as a grand fantasy adventure kind of world, but you're still not gonna walk up to someone in a tavern and just shake them in the side and walk out. Like that's I, I know. Come on, yeah. Like you might you might be a murder hobo in your Pathfinder campaign or your D and D campaign. Yeah. Um, uh, murder hobos don't work in MMO role playing, especially if they you're in the don't. middle of a town. Yeah, that's that's uh, a fast way to get, to just be ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different. There's a lot of different etiquettes when it comes to MMO role playing, mm-hmm. but the good thing is, and and role playing does need a bit of a thick skin because mm-hmm. people are going to tell you when you are fucking up. Excuse my language, yeah. but that's m- true. M- most times, if you do something, the other player, like we are all dramatic. I don't care. Every role player in existence is is has a dramatic bone in their body somewhere. We will tell you. If what you're doing is not okay now, if the other person, if the person you're accidentally doing something to is real chill, they'll whisper you and be like, "Hey, uh, could you just not? Let you- yeah, just let you know was sort of impolite to just do this without whispering and talking to me out of character first. Um, it's cool. I can I can let it slide if you want to, but next time, please whisper me. Mm-hmm. And then if they pre- proceed to do it, you can always just ignore them. The the beauty of open world role playing, you can also yeah. just block people and they never exist to your character. And honestly, I think that's one of the big hooks for me with role playing in general is 
again, the community, that's what pulled me in back in those Gaia days. And the idea that the community regulates itself. Like with tabletop roleplay, you have the GM whose job is to present the world, present the reactions what the, to the, what the players are doing and give them something to do. But the GM's also there to keep the party working together and knowing when to say, hey, if you stab this shopkeeper, sure, you can steal his stuff, but the, the 50 guards that I mentioned out in the courtyard before you walked in here are going to notice. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to end well for you guys. Are you right. sure you want to do this, right? So. But with MMO roleplay, there is no dungeon master. There is no DM. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the. That's absolutely the biggest thing. Overseeing thing, and it's up to the community. It's up to the community mm-hmm. itself to self-regulate that same thing. And for the most part, most role-playing communities are really chill about that and really forgiving. And if you're new and you make a mistake, don't sweat it. Someone will probably just go, "Hey." You know, so or if you just say, "Hey, I'm new to this," people will bend over backwards to make you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh I, God, yes, yeah. But on the flip side of that, a bad community can absolutely ruin. Oh yeah, role play experiences. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually just talking to someone in our in the ESO group earlier today, talking about a bad experience they had in another game where the community there. I'm not going to mention names or games to you know protection privacy. I'm not going to call anyone out specifically, but in this other game, the community was very focused around one specific location and a set group of individuals. And if they didn't like you, they could blacklist you from RP for the whole server Mm-mm, and everyone would go along with it. And yeah, that's, I that's don't, terrible. Mm-mm. So, but as like, I said, like, you know, like role playing should never, ever, uh, what I was kind of going back to what you were saying earlier. The, the the one of the biggest differences between tabletop role playing and MMO role playing is that there are no GMs. You are you are you are simultaneously everyone's GM and everyone's player because they're they're bouncing ideas and story off of you and you're re, you're reciprocating that. Yeah, you're a co-author. And, and yes, yeah, you're a co-writer there's, of the story. There shouldn't be gatekeeping because it's not a gate; it's a giant bloody hole in the wall. Precisely, precisely, and that could I have seen that happen in some communities. I have seen that happen in uh, a Guild Wars community. Uh, I've seen that happen in uh, a Guild Wars Two open community, actually. Um, I've seen it happen in WoW. It, it has, as much as I say I love WoW's roleplay, I've mm-hmm. seen bad groups that mm-hmm. have been gatekeepy and exclusive, and have mm-hmm. I've seen people get pushed away from roleplaying forever because of that bad experience. Right, and like, and nobody should be banned from writing a story with other people unless that person is just truly being a horrible person like we're talking about doing the worst of the worst i would stuff. argue that i have a firm belief that the idea of role-playing blacklists and part of my language is fucking bullshit mm-hmm. it's no, no community I... should have the right to completely shun someone from being involved in the hobby yeah and if after, someone after is you... being sorry if someone mm-hmm. is being so disruptive that would make sense to have to, to have that blacklist that's the point where you make a report to the game's moderators because mm-hmm. we like to say like, there's no gms for role-playing but there are content moderators and these companies 
do care about the community because the whole game, whether you're a role player, whether you're a PvE endgame raider, whether you're a PvP player, the community has to be healthy if the game is going to survive. If they're going to keep making money, they need to keep the community healthy. And that's mm-hmm. what the report functions for. If someone is being that bloody toxic, where you feel where it would legitimately need a blacklist, mm-hmm. that's what the report button's for. But if right. you're going to be a gatekeeper, if that blacklist is there to make sure that you're the one in control of people's experiences, then you're the one who doesn't deserve to be there. Right. I that's guess. I guess I I do have to agree with instead of instead of blacklisting a, a particular person as a as a community. Uh, go to I, a game master and say, hey, this person is over here in Goldshire uh, publicly emoting about sucking one of the horse's dicks outside, which is something I have fucking, I have seen. Yep. All right. All right. And if that person ever <laughs> listens to this podcast, I want you to know that I still remember you to this day and, <laughs> and just damn. All right. Just, just damn. I will uh, say also that most uh mmos especially also have a very handy ignore function where you just ignore them slash ignore right click ignore just put them on ignore yes and then you don't even have to see their emotes you'll see their character running around you can ignore that Mm -hmm. you won't have to see their language you won't have to see them yelling at people it's just nope you've put a mute on them and that's that you've on with your life yeah all right well we we are we are running out of time fairly quickly (laughs) and so there's Two more things I want to ask you. Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, or yeah, there's about three just three more things, right? So first off, do you do you have any questions for me? Like that you want to ask me personally about role playing? Or is there anything that you need help roleplay wise? You're a pretty competent person. <laughs> I, you are you are a very great, awesome role player. It is it is such a pleasure to know you. It is such a pleasure to be able to role play with you when I can, if I ever will be able to ever again at all. Hopefully. Okay. Here's a quick but... somewhat random role playing idea question for you then. Mm-hmm. If you could dictate the contents of what you would consider the perfect role-playing MMO, mm-hmm. what systems would you borrow from other games to put into this hypothetical perfect? Are we talking about like mechanics or just just environment-wise? So, for example, for me, like my perfect MMO, like role-playing MMO, would have a good housing system, would have a good transmog system, and the ability to create a role-playing profiles that are visible in game so for me it so for me it would be uh eso's housing system because i personally think that's a fantastic housing system what eso does keeping an instance it can use some tweaks it can use more uh, housing uh, furniture slots and stuff more room for people but i think what they have is as close to as perfect as we're going to get from a major company but eso's housing system uh wow's open world Okay, yeah, yeah, I see because, what you're saying now. Yeah, WoW's open world because WoW has that unified open world. There are no loading screens unless they're going from continent to continent, right? Mm-hmm. Like with ESL and Final Fantasy, zone to zone, they have loading screens. World of Warcraft feels unified. The only time you're going to loading screens is if you're crossing the bloody planet from one side to the other, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going from, one, you're going from a uh, continent to a continent, basically. Exactly. So I would have WoW's open world and specifically... TRP, the TRP add-on, mm-hmm. as an integrated part of the game. Oh yeah. Okay. ESO's so I... system, and um, I would say a mix between WoW and ESO's transmog system. 
because mm-hmm. they both have their benefits they both have mm-hmm. their downsides but those three would be like those would be my three major parts to make a what i would consider a perfect role-playing mmo mm-hmm. on a mechanical standpoint so okay i okay first of all i think eso's uh for role-playing eso's housing system is is just the best right now um dc universes was a, a good favorite of mine for the longest but I I absolutely love Elder Scrolls uh system. I hate that part of it is behind a paywall. Yeah. Uh the the crown system, but it is still very good for what it is. It is Yeah. You the can, you can do of it. so many crazy things in your home. Um now behind that one, I'd have to say Final Fantasy's the Final Fantasy 14's housing system. While I don't like that you that not everybody can have a house. I don't like that. I think everybody should have that option. Uh-huh. But the decoration, the, like the way you can decorate in there, is and also really that's fun. Part of the world too. Like you can actually go into these communities and see the houses decorated without having to, you know. Yes. Oh sand. god, I would have. I would love to have something like like a like a. Oh god, one housing system was from WildStar. And oh, you fuck, and yes. uh, you remember that one? Like how people Wild made Star these. Wildstar was fantastic. Oh god, yeah. So I would, I would probably do that system. Uh, maybe not done exactly like that, but similar to that. Yeah. With, so I, if I were going to do an MMO, right? Personally, me, I would probably focus my MMO more on role playing because I'm very biased to that. But I also yeah. know that there needs to be a. Uh, um, there needs to be a combat mechanic in there somewhere. So I would probably do the same combat mechanic as Elder Scrolls, but not the same skill tree, talents, all that. Right. It would be a little bit differently uh, where like people could make their own... I, I would like it for people to be able to make their own stuff in my MMO, like their own like powers, if, if that makes sense. I know that sounds silly, but... You can have it. a general basic rule set for building powers, and you as a creator could say, like, I want them to be like this. Like, I like you can say you're making a fireball, but your fireball is green and it does right five points of damage. And the the general rule set will be like, okay, well, if you want to do five points of damage, it's going to take it's going to take your your whole turn to do that, etc. So right, forth. right. Uh, so a system like that. God, I'm not answering your question really good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I role play so much that I barely get to do the content of many MMOs. Um, which is my fault. It's an addiction. Sorry. Um don't apologize. You're among fellow junkies, so <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Wildstar's housing system, probably ESO's combat system, and I would definitely want to do ESO's guild and role playing system, but have the ability for expanded character screens yes. and like ex- character content just for the people who want it. Like it doesn't have to be anything. Just put it as like a little button at the bottom of the character sheet and that pops it out. And it's just like, Oh, personal info. And then when someone targets the character, it just like, they could just do the thing. They can go to the thing and just, here's all the basic information about this character. Right. It's got a bio and, page and it gives you like, Oh, here's like, you know, their, their character stats, like, you know, and then you can click over to here and there's like, okay, here's mm-hmm. their height, their eye color, what they're currently mm-hmm. wearing. Like you can fill like a bio. That'd be nice. 
Yes, it would be. And also, I just thought about something else. Um, one other thing in my perfect MMO for role-playing I would have is that one character can do everything. I I I I have gotten to the point in MMOs where I'm like, why can my character who has two hands not pick up a gun? Right. Just let me pick up the gun. Yeah, All right, kind of like, like, like ESO and Final Fantasy fourteen does it, where you can have your one character just just smash those together. Yeah. Yes. and while while I like the idea of factions, um, oh, I, I hate uh, factions. I only hate work that. if P- yeah. factions only exist to validate PvP. That's I firmly believe that it's the only reason faction systems exist. Mm-hmm. So my PvP would be a lot of different sports games. And like, of course, like combat as well. But I would like more sports games, like like Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. Like, oh my yeah, god, like, if honestly, they just like honestly, Final Fantasy fourteen did that really well too. Where it's like your 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 faction system is there to like, okay, you're joining an alliance of like minded individuals, mm-hmm. but that doesn't exclude you from interacting with other other people. God, I, I, the game. I hate the language barrier. Wow, Man. I'm about to go on a rant. I wish I, Cross RP still worked. That was God, me too. I missed out a on that spark of genius. And like the like the one or two expansions that worked, it it was updated. It worked in having that as an option where you could just join that Cross RP server, and anyone else connected to it could role play with you openly, regardless of faction. Was fantastic. There, I saw so much cross faction RP immediately, but uh, like the day that became a thing. So sad I missed out on that because I have I have been craving cross faction roleplay since ah, fucking Burning Crusade, I remember. Cause I I I we had our two different areas and shit like that. But when Outlands came out, you actually got to see like the other players playing and like it felt like you were all sharing the same world again together. But I couldn't fucking talk to anybody and I couldn't yeah. roleplay with anybody. And that pissed me off i i think the language barrier is so dumb just if if you don't want people mocking you in pvp don't use a language barrier for god's sakes make it to where if the character goes into pvp they just don't see shit from other people yeah disable the save function while you're in the battleground god it would be so easy oh my god uh, it uh god no i'm done with this we're going on to the next thing yeah next question <laughs> okay so actually there's no more questions but i we're, we're basically gonna be coming down to a wind uh we've been at this for a good minute now uh so disco is there anything that you would like to plug right here for yourself Anything at all? Um, I'm not really a content creator myself at the moment. Um, you could, if you want to see some of my stuff, uh, you can go on Reddit. Uh, Reddit.com's rhfy is where I do most of my writing. Mm-hmm. I have been in a several-year hiatus because of COVID and life, and just constant kicks in the balls from the universe. But I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find some of my works on there as level twenty-five dash human dash nerd. Mm-hmm. Um. I will. I'll actually, if you don't mind, I, I, I like to actually plug some other content creators that I yes. enjoy. Yes. Yes. Plug anybody. Uh, plug anything that you want to. Right here. This is your moment. They have appeared on this very podcast before. Roleplay rejects. Check them out. They are fan fucking tastic. I cannot recommend them enough. Oh God. Uh, I love. 
I I hope I hope to I hope I'm not weirding out Damien and the crew too much, but I absolutely love those guys. Yeah, like when when I when I do podcasts, there are two categories for podcasts I enjoy: tables I would like to DM for and tables I would like to play with. Mm-hmm. Roleplay rejects is one of the few where I would love to do both. I would love to DM for those guys, and I'd love to be a player for them. Mm. Oh man! Like critical role, I would love to DM for them. I would love to play for Matt Mercer, but I don't think I'd be able to DM for that table. Right. Uh, Dimension Twenty. I would love to be a player under Brendan Lee Mulligan, I, and I would love to DM for them. But mm-hmm. you know, pipe dreams. Oh man. But, um, another group I would like to. Uh, two more groups I like to plug. Um, uh, what are they called? Roaring Trainers. They mm-hmm. do a Pokemon tabletop RPG based in the 1920s. Really? Yep. And it, uh, uh, Roaring Trainers Canto in the Jazz Age. And it is really cool. I, it's really fun. They have two seasons or the second season right now. And it's just, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to plug the Unexpectables on Twitch. They do every Wednesday and Saturday. They are, quite frankly, a surprisingly amazing tabletop group they do fifth edition and on their wednesday slot and on their saturday slot they actually work with lanny pator from uh um, team four star who created really? his own, who's creating his own tabletop role-playing system hmm. and has not, is not only a player on their saturday game but is letting them use that saturday game to play test the system for him hmm. cool. and they're doing a fallout uh oh, game with that that's awesome Basically, i like that so, uh, yeah. And of course, I'll, I'll find all these, all of this information. I'll make sure that it, again is just down links. below. <laughs> oh yes, please send me the links. I'll include those links in the show notes. I'll, I'll do everything. But yeah, uh, all right. People want to plug in my stead since I don't do anything aside from. <laughs> you know what? That's perfectly fair. That's perfectly fair. If 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 you feel like you're you can't give anything to anybody, just give. What am I? What am I about to say here? What am I? I'm moving on to the next thing. All right. <laughs> so now. Uh, we're at the end of the show, and you have to ask a new question of the week. All right. And everybody who was listening, you get to come into the Discord or add us on Twitter and tell me just the whatever the answer, whatever you feel. And the next guest and I get to go through and read your answer. All right. Role players, what? Who is your favorite character that you've created or played? And give us a little paragraph or two about their their story mm-hmm. what makes the who are who are they what was what got them to why who's your favorite and why essentially mm-hmm. tell us about your characters mm-hmm. just then, tell us who your, tell us who your favorite character is yep talk talk about your, talk about your favorite character tell us as much or as little as you want but let us have it let us have it we'll go through i can't promise that we'll get through all of them but we will get to them uh we will we will definitely be happy to read some of them um, I like reading characters. Not anybody else. It's like reading fan fiction, except you know, not on fanfiction.net. I love reading people's role plays. <laughs> I do too. Uh, it's one of my good pleasures. Like, like I love just reading through the stories people have written because mm. they are so much fun. Mm. All right. Well, that that's it. That's all I got time for. It's uh 11:20 my time, and man, it's just it's so good to talk to you. It's so good Absolutely. to speak to you. Um, everybody, uh, this has been Discotech Priest. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you so much for doing this twice. Pleasure. I, I know that you didn't, ha- you didn't have to, and I'm so sorry I didn't ask you to do this again sooner. Uh, yeah. come here, handsome. Come here. Oh, <laughs> something's in your eye. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Do you see the camera? You see the people? 
You guys something right? You gonna show them? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, again, like I said, thank you so much for coming on twice or for doing this twice with me, uh, and thank you so much for letting me try out this new this new format on you. Of course, absolutely. It was a pleasure to be back here again. I love the first time, love the second time. Call me back anytime you feel you need to ramble on for an hour or two about <laughs> something completely off topic. But <laughs> right, all right. Well, that's it, everybody. Just stop that. That's it, everybody. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all listening, and I and I appreciate your patience with what I currently have. Uh, until then, I'll see you next week. See you, role players. See you, role players.